previously on Creek Chat. Joey is going to start fucking bartender. And he's all like, hey, baby girl, why don't you come in close and give me a smooch? Wait, for real? Eddie likes me? I mean, he did kiss me. Maybe he does like me. I don't know. I fought. Maybe I do like Eddie. Ah. Fill me up. Fill me up. Fill me up. Ooh. Oh, fill me up. Jen's going to say that Supernatural is really an imposter and he doesn't care about helping people. He just wants to fuck Jen. Nah, I'm not really into that. Does she have an older, like a much older grandma? Because, hmm, I get down with that. You turn a safe place into a den of nightmares. Right off the top. Thanks for not fucking me. That was great. Pacey's gonna pass his Series 7. I'm bringing this up because I find this very, very unfortunate. Well, I feel like the first seed was already planted when they showed us that fucking ridiculous goatee. Which maintains its status throughout an entire three-pack once again. No, goatee is there and as terrible as ever. How long do you think that goatee goes for? I hope, I hope it's just gone. Welcome to 50 Randy Quades Presents Creek Chat. I'm your host, JT Harmless Kitty Money, and with me, my guest, the best guest, your guest, everyone's guest, the universe's guest. Yo, it's me. I'm the best guest in the Midwest, Chucky B. I like that you keep it more localized, represent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tatted on my fingers, so. Well, don't give away too much about, you know, who you are to the world, Chucky well, B. Yeah, I mean... That's not important. What is important is that we're here to talk about three episodes from season six yeah, of yeah. Dawson. We're in the final cut. You know that is right. We are in the final cut. And of course, we've got episodes seven, eight, and nine. Yep. Ego tripping at the gates of hell, spider webs, and everything put together falls apart. Yep, yep. You know what else? And, you know what yeah. else we got? We got Chuck Banner's predictions. Yeah, they were a little, uh, they were a little short, sweet, and to the point last week because Chucky B was a little tired. It was a long episode, and it was a lot of editing to get it down to a smooth hour thirty-five. <laughs> you know, it was real smooth, wasn't it, folks? Let me bring a point here, though, because since the beginning, you've likened your predictions to the game of baseball. Yeah, because I'm hitting home runs all the time. Right, so here's the thing. We're in the final cut, also the final stretch. We're in the ninth inning of your baseball career, so to speak, correct? Yeah. So it makes sense that you're slowing down a little bit. You're a little tired. Maybe you're not always hitting them out of the park. But once in a while, you'll still get a fuck. Sometimes you got to draw a walk, you know? Sometimes you got to get beamed. You know, it happens once yeah. in a while. But you get your ass on base. Someone else brings you home. RBI wins, victories, championships. That's, we're going way too deep into this. Let's get into these predictions. All right. So I don't know exactly what to think from that title. And that's in reference to the ego tripping one. But here's what I'll go just based on what's happened and what I think needs to be addressed in the next couple of episodes. I think this next three-pack is going to focus some more on this Audrey and Pacey debacle or breakup or wherever they're going to go from here on out. 
I hope that Audrey is going to seek some help and go to a therapist or something like that, but we never know because I don't necessarily think that's within her character's, like, uh, that's something her character would do. Jack is going to date this one dude, or at least go out with him a couple of times. Boom. We got that covered. Well, and see, I was kind of right on the other thing, too, because they did kind of focus on the Pacey and Audrey thing. Again, I'm not going to give you a home run for going, they're going to focus on a very obvious issue. Because when you got into specifics there, they were not correct. So, okay, great. Yeah, great. I guess that's true. Great. Maybe you bunted yourself on for some reason. Okay, but you, come on. Yeah, I bunted myself on for that two-man home run the very next thing when we're talking about Jack. Boom. But then we get... And and then we're going to figure out what's happening with Supernatural and why he doesn't want to fuck Jen. Because, I mean, let's be honest, we all want to fuck Jen. He has no reason. Who wouldn't want to? I feel like he's full of shit. He definitely wants to. Uh, well, Nope, definitely didn't want to, but we do get to the bottom of it. But we did learn why he doesn't want to. We're going to talk about Supernatural here in a little bit and his fucking motivations. Let's finish out. Super creepy natural. Let's finish out your prediction. And I subscribe to the Dawson Natasha thing, but I don't think it's going to last. I think it's going to last as long as the movie is being filmed. Once the movie's over, the relationship's over. It's not built to last. And Todd kind of uh, alludes to that. We're kind of definitely headed in that direction. At the end of this three-pack, it feels more like it's not built to last than those two are going to have wedding bells, as you would say. Yeah. I mean, I just I really want some wedding bells. I get it. That's fine. Before I read the actual breakdowns for these episodes, I want to point out a couple of things here. You had a number of predictions from the first three-pack of this season that came true in this three-pack. Uh, and they're pointed out in the previously on, I think I mentioned them. But we'll get to those points as we talk about these episodes. But you had like three things that you said were going to happen in this three-pack that happened, or the last three-pack that happened in this one. Yeah, that's possible. Another thing, Pacey's goatee, holding strong. <laughs> it's awful. Keeps going. We're nine episodes deep, and that's <laughs> nine episodes full of goatee. I definitely bring it up in this episode. I want to point one thing out. I've brought it up before we even started. Trust me, I'm focused on the goatee. But I noticed, especially when they went to No Doubt concert, spoiler, they go to a No Doubt concert, Pacey's hair looks better than it's ever looked. I didn't notice that. I was too fixated on the terrible fucking goatee. He's had a, such a long history of terrible haircuts on this show. They finally gave him a good one, and it's spoiled by this silly little fucking dish rag they threw on his mouth. It just doesn't look good. Fucking Dishrag is giving it too much credit, honestly. It's like someone fucking glued pepper to his face, but it's not the color of pepper. What would be the color of... All right, I'm getting way too focused on this ghost. What, pepper would be like the color of my beard? Peppered? Because it's got a bunch of fucking gray in it? Midwest knuckle tattoos, check. Pepper, salt and pepper facial hair, check. Midwest, check. Narrowing down the search for Chuck Banner. Oh, I mean, you know my name, too. Who does? Chuck Banner. That, oh, that's true. I guess I could look you up by the ridiculously spelled P-Z-H-U-K Banner. Best believe. Let's hear these breakdowns before we move forward here. <clears throat> Episode 7, Ego Tripping at the Gates of Hell. Audrey's drinking forces Joey to see how her roommate's life is spinning out of control. Meanwhile, the news that Professor Freeman is moving to Chicago forces Jack to make some decisions of his own. I didn't know his name was Professor Freeman until I read that breakdown. I didn't know it either until I heard that breakdown. We're, we're learning things here right off the bat. I prefer Professor Pop. Me too. Episode 8, Spiderwebs. Jen's effort 
reunite Pacey and his girlfriend at a No Doubt concert backfire upon learning the truth about CJ and Audrey. Oh, well, we're going to find out about CJ and Audrey ourselves. Yeah, I almost just said, who the fuck is CJ? And then I remember that Supernatural. I, I was not going to edit the breakdown. I should have. My bad. Here we go with episode nine. Everything put together falls apart. Spending the night at Eddie's puts Joey at risk of losing the scholarship. Also, Emma agrees to be Pacey's date for an office party, unaware that she's been tricked into a quote-unquote hot date contest. I wouldn't necessarily say it was tricked. She is not provided with certain information that may have influenced her decision to go along beforehand. Yeah, seems like every other woman there knew that it was a, if you're the hottest one here, your dude wins a thousand dollars thing. She didn't. So that's kind of shitty of Pacey. And he even acknowledges that himself that that was shitty. Yeah, I guess. We're going to talk more about that whole storyline later because it's all weird to me. I just think it's a whole fucking stupid storyline. It's a weird storyline. And that closes, that's close to the end of this whole bitch. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's get to the beginning of this whole bitch. And that's episode seven. And Pacey in New Orleans. Yeah, and the reason he's in New Orleans is because... He uh, passed his Series 7, and maybe with flying colors? That is one of the predictions you made from the last episode that came true here. Yeah, 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 yeah. We hit home runs, even if it's in the next game after the game we played. That's how home runs work in this world. Yes, they do. So he's down there, and he's like trying to hit on this woman or whatever, but he's talking about Audrey, and she's like, uh, yeah, it was nice talking to you, Percy. Yeah, and then his boss comes by, and he's like, oh, man, you gotta be like, hey, let me grab your tits. And and the one chick's like, get the fuck out of here, you dick. And he's like, oh, I guess I'm, uh, I guess you can't, you can't please them all, Pacey, right? Am I right? And then Pacey's like, oh, dude, I'm really sorry. And she's like, no, you can stick around. You're way cuter anyhow. And I was like, have you seen his goatee? Get rid of that goatee, though, because sometimes you got to look past the facial hair, and I'm sure women have learned to do that for hundreds of years. But yeah, I guess here's, so. here's one thing I want to say. You just said walk up and like grab the tits or something, right? And that's a pretty callous way to put it. But what he said for real was so much creepier. <laughs> you have breasts that are just begging to be touched. What the fuck kind of softcore bullshit is that? Like, who, yeah. wants, who wants to hear that they have touchable breasts? I mean, literally, that's almost exactly what I said in, like, three words. It's just a lot more, and it sounds worse, almost. Yeah, I said, the way you put it is way more crass, but the way he puts it makes me feel like he's going to strangle me to death with my pantyhose later. Oh, oh, he sounds like a rapist. But he, I guarantee you, Rinaldi's a rapist. Not to go down that road. <laughs> I guarantee you that character has raped somebody. 100%. And I'm not, I don't mean to laugh about it, but the guy's just a piece of shit. So, well, that, that, as we go forward here, Denise and Pacey go back to his room. She's digging the key out of his pocket. She's ready to get it going. And Pacey, being the fucking decent gentleman that he is, apparently, is trying to get into the foreplay thing because he thinks he's scored. Oh, yeah. I even wrote down, I was like, oh, man, Pacey's hitting home runs. And then, like, we get back to that, and I'm like, oh, oh, she drops that she was paid for. Uh, Yeah, she's like, I'm a sure thing, so you can stop this foreplay shit. Your friend didn't pay for, like, the whole night or whatever. So Pacey runs the fuck out of there. He's like, you can stay here, hang out as long as you want. He's like, you can chill if you want, or you can fucking leave. He's like, I don't give a shit, but I'm getting the fuck out of here. So he runs down, he finds Rinaldi in the streets, 
and he's yelling at him, and he's like, man, take me off your fucking charity list because you're a pathetic man. Rinaldi's just playing. How Rinaldi always plays. He's like, the way I look at it, dude, you owe me right now. So, like, I don't know what you're mad about. So Pacey just grabs his motherfucker by the collars. He's ready to throw down. There's a few moments of near or full violence in these episodes. Well, I don't understand why Pacey just wants to fight him over this. I'm like, one, this is your boss. You can't fight your boss. I was just like, why don't you just... It's because Pacey's... Be like, nah, man, that's not Pacey's cool. Pacey's not built for this world, and he doesn't know how to react any other way. Like, push. he's kept it in for how long now? How many episodes he's been doing his job? Three, four? Something like that? Yeah. I think he's kept it in long enough, and this is just it. This was the final straw. Like, to be fooled into thinking that he had romanced a woman, but she was actually paid for. Like, I'm sorry. I'd be like, Pacey, just, like, enjoy your company. Respect her as a professional. Respect yourself as a human being. Respect her as a human being. And then... Afterwards, go tell Rinaldi, hey, thanks for that motherfucker. Don't do it again, but thank you. And thank her, too. And thank yourself. For treat yourself. <laughs> thank yourself. <laughs> but he plays it as the, what, 19, 20-year-old emotional pacey that he is, the gallant gentleman, the hero. He looks at it as a sex worker, as someone who is probably being taken advantage of. And I guess I don't know this woman's situation. But she could potentially be a fucking just income-earning lady of the evening. She's just trying to make some fatty, you know what I'm saying? But Pacey gets mad and ends up walking alone on the streets of New Orleans in the early morning light. And that's where we leave him this episode. High and dry. Let's talk about his act and Joey and Eddie, too. Because they all factor in... Both of his exes and Eddie. That's a good point. That is a really good point that I often forget, but actually comes up in this episode, I'm pretty sure. So, shouldn't be forgetting about it. This episode opens at Hell's Kitchen, and there's just some classic fucking Joey, Eddie banter. Oh, classic. Because it's like, I feel like I've seen this banter for six seasons, because every time I've seen Joey talk to herself, I'm all like, oh, that's Joey and Eddie right there. What they think they're doing is clever and different here is Eddie thinks that she's a rich girl, which she isn't. She's always been the other side of this. Yeah. Except for when she pretended to be a rich girl with Sailboy back in season one. Anderson, I think his name was. Ah, I don't remember. It's not important. Not Sally. important. I just... Sally. Yes. Sally. Sally <laughs> so, boy. But she hasn't come out and really told him what her past truly is definitely nothing at this point but even by the end of this three pack he doesn't know that she isn't rich outside of her being like is that what you think uh she kind of does i mean he kind of does at that point because he finds out like when oh we'll get to that point later but right none of it has anything to do with how much money she may or may not come from though a lot of criminals white collar criminals especially who have money, and I'm sure they put it in places that can't be touched. Yeah, I don't think he was a white-collar criminal. I, but Eddie doesn't know that. She definitely specifies, I feel well, that's like. true. That That's true. She does say that he did, like, illegal things. We'll get there. Either, either way, my point is this. He still doesn't know that she doesn't come from a lot of money. Maybe he sold a lot of drugs and has a lot of money, or had a lot of money. This is all after many things happen. Um, starting Starting with Joey going back to her dorm right now, and Audrey is just pissed off, wondering where her sex clothes are at, because she can't find anything for the show she's playing later with Hell's Bells. Yeah. And then she starts picking a fight with Joey, because Joey didn't know that her and Pacey broke up. Yeah, she doesn't know a lot of things about Audrey right now. And that's because her head's in the clouds, because she's like, oh, dude, there's this guy who's 
just like me, and it's awesome. So His name is even Joey. No, no, it's Eddie. But Audrey could also just be like, hey, can I talk to you for a minute about some stuff that's been going on in my life? And you know Joey would be like, yeah, I can do that. You gotta give people room to live their lives, too, not always having to be babysitting you. And when you feel yeah. when you feel like you need it, you gotta you gotta be able to ask for that help, too. Well, it's none of this important because she doesn't do any of that. Well, not from Joey, at least. They go to the bar, and Joey come, or Audrey comes up, and Joey and Eddie have been talking, and she's like, give me a shot. And Eddie seems a little bothered by her already. Well, because she's, like, already starting to be, like, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, she was pretty drunk by this point. They try to make that pretty clear. And he's already here making comments about her parents being rich because she buys shots for a bunch of dudes or something like that. And Joey's like, I'm, I'll be back. I'm going to go talk to her right now. Or wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't see them talking to each other at all. Because we just go back to the bar later and Joey's talking to Eddie there and say, what are you doing after the show? And then Audrey comes up crashing into the bar again and she's looking for a beer. Oh, yeah. And Eddie's all like, dude, I'm going to fucking throw you out of this place because you're fucking, like, ridiculous. He cuts her off. He straight up says, you can't have any more to drink. Yeah. And even Joey right here is like, oh, come on, dude. It's a college bar. And he's all like, dude, she's underage and belligerently drunk. Not going to fucking work. And then Audrey's like, yeah, well, you're a fucking nobody jerk off. And you're just going to grow up to be a janitor with a bus pass. And that's the best you're going to do. And that's when Joey's like, oh, okay, that's enough out of you, Audrey. I don't think... You can't start insulting my boy. And then Emma comes in and is all like, hey, girl, we need to go up on stage now and get this party started. So they get up there and they start playing and it starts out fine. Like everyone's kind of into it. But then Audrey starts running into her bandmates and fucking with their gear. Yeah, dude, because she's fucking hammered. Runs through the crowd, gets up on the bar, starts kicking all the glasses and kicking the taps. Like, she's destroying shit. Yeah. That must She's being a real fucking piece and of everyone shit. everyone that's there watching the show is like, oh, what the fuck? What? Like, all of her friends are kind of like, what the fuck? But, like, all the, like, the like the people who are just there to hear a band are like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's a hell of a show. So she's getting kind of what she wants. Oh, yeah. Which is just like the attention. admiration, big yeah. amount of attention. Well, if that were a show that I was just at and I had no stake in it, like I didn't hang out at Hell's Kitchen, I didn't know anyone in the band. Yeah, I'd be like, "Oh, this chick's crazy." I'd be like, "That was fucking awesome." Like, I mean, that sucks for Hell's Kitchen, but that was fucking killer. Yeah, I can see why the crew doesn't approve of it though. Well, she's all fucked up, but she's puking in the bathroom, and Joey's holding her hair back. And even in that case, she's being a bitch to Joey. And she's like, "Listen, I don't want to have this whole thing about how." I'm a fuck up and you're perfect because that's what she's making this whole thing about. Joey doesn't make mistakes. And poor Audrey, poor me. I make all the mistakes. And don't martyr yourself. Well, there was a couple of things I don't. I didn't write them specifically down. All I wrote was Audrey flips out on Joey. And then I wrote like my personal thoughts about it. I was like, I actually agree with a lot of what Audrey is saying. It's just hard when it's combined with and she's being like a real piece of shit and she's shit face wasted. That's a big part. She's wasted. But she, the one question she asked later, which I will agree rings true, is when she says, like, did you notice before tonight that I was depressed or... Are you just like before it like pissed off Eddie tonight that I was depressed? Like, did it even matter to you at all? And Joey was kind of like, I don't know if I really did notice it at all until Eddie pointed it out. It was like the look on her face. Yeah. So there's some, but like I said, you've also got to be able to like ask for 
help when you need it too. Because sometimes people are going to be wrapped up in their own shit, just like you're wrapped up in your own shit. Yeah. I mean, and we have seen as viewers that Joey is most definitely wrapped up in her own shit. Always. When she's wrapped up in her own shit, she's in a shit cocoon, a shit burrito, a shit sleeping bag, zipped all the way up, shit ziplocks, keeping all the shit tight. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, yeah, 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 so yeah. she she goes up to Eddie when he's cleaning up. She's like, "I'm sorry, man. Like, I like, I'm sorry it happened." He's still pissed the fuck off. Well, he's her. all like, "Dude, why didn't you defend me?" He's like, "He's like, just because she's your friend, he's like, what am I? Am I not your friend?" And she's just kind of like, "Uh, like, I mean, she was being a bitch, and she just fucking yelled at me. So what the fuck?" He's all like, nah, man, you know, he's like, maybe this, like, flirting between us is like, that's all it is. It's flirting. It's nothing. It means nothing. So he's like, you know what? That's what I think. Well, she kind of walks away. She even asks him, like, you don't think there's anything more here than that? And he goes, I don't think there's anything good. And I was like, oh, shit, that's a cold-ass reply. Like, there's something there. Brutal. It's bad. I'm like, oh, shit, man, is this... This is no good. Joey ends up going to her room and laying down, and she rolls over at some point in the evening or later in the morning, whatever. It's not specified, and Audrey's still not there. And then later in the morning, she's studying, Audrey's still not there. We're going to get to where Audrey was here in a little bit, and we get a knock on the door. So it's just Joey and his daddy there. And he's like, listen, here's Audrey's wallet, first and foremost. And after she almost closes the door on his face because he's kind of being a dick, he was like, all right, listen, actually, most of that shit I said last night, I didn't mean. I'm sorry. Uh, like, I don't feel good about this. So, like, you know, I think she hands the best. I definitely, I definitely really liked this, this, like, moment of the show because, like, I'm a sucker for the fucking super cute relationship moments. Oh, they're laying it on here. Oh, and yeah, they were laying it on super fucking thick. So I was like, oh, this is cute, right? And they get to that, like, fucking super cute moment where they, like, agree to say what they actually want to say and not just, like, ah, fuck you. Like, all the picking banter, on each other all, all the fucking time. All the banter and the bickering. And Joey's like, all right, fine. Like, I want you to take me on, like, a real date. And Eddie's all like, all right, like, I'm cool with that. And he's like, what I want is for you, like, to get to know you and prove myself wrong. And you're not everything that I hate, but you're everything that I need. So, like, Well, because he's still caught up with the, okay, she goes to Worthington. Like, she's got to be fucking rich, right? Like, how else could you afford to go to this school? Right. And little does he know that she basically comes from, like, I'm guessing the same sort of, like, background that he does they're definitely similar very very similar and you know he's gonna find that out very specifically eventually do you think i don't remember so this Dude, is i told you i told you at one point like i think it was when i was getting ready for like the season five finale predictions of season six where we're gonna get recurring like old characters coming back frank potter's making a motherfucking comeback this season Oh, you think so? Guarantee it. Okay. This season, again, we're counting the finale as part of the I'll give you my best guest in the Midwest, Chucky B. Guarantee. Okay, so we're going to get Frank Potter back in the mix. I was about to ask you another question, too, but I forgot it with this mid-episode or early-episode prediction throwdown, which I appreciate. No, that just, uh, this is how the, the episode ends. The super cute super cute moment is the end of episode seven but we are not ending episode seven because we still got to talk about jack professor pop and 
David! So let's set up both what Jen and Jack end up doing. Because they start out together and then split off their separate ways to deal with their storylines. And we'll go straight into Pop and David in a second. So Jen and Jack go into class and they're talking about David. And he's like, yeah, meeting him after class. And she's like, can I come with? Supernatural's going to be there. And Jack's like, yeah, but isn't this getting pretty fucking pathetic, girl? Like, you need to let this go. And then Professor Pop steps up in front of the class and he's like, check it out, y'all. Gotta move to Chicago soon. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm got this book and it's popping just like me popping the fuck on out of here going to the shy so we go to this lunch later and jack and david are there and like they got a real good vibe and they that's the thing about jack and david they maintain a good vibe for this whole three pack but all they do is vibe nothing really happens yeah which is which i is mean fine. they I think they even kind of reference that. No, they do. They bring it up. I'm just saying it's what they do. So this sets the tone for really what happens from the whole way through. This is when David gets super cryptic about Supernatural again, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all like, he's all like, yeah, man, he doesn't date. And I'm all like, well, he can't be a virgin, right? And no, no, no. He's a fucking super creep. That's why he doesn't date. Because he just preys on fucking depressed girls. Well, that's David even says here, he's like, it's complicated and I shouldn't talk about it. And I'm like, so how much... Oh, yeah, he just rapes chicks. How much does David know about what Supernatural does? I wonder if they're kind of like house party dudes. Except way more... Chill? about it like they've got charm they've got charisma whereas the other dudes i mean i hate to use those terms like i don't mean those in a good way in this i understand what you're saying oh i hope i don't remember how this turns out i really hope that's not it maybe that's why we're not getting a whole lot of david because they want to protect our hearts as the audience it turns out to be a true scumbag like DJ Supernatural. Well, anyway, it's not Supernatural that comes up here, but Professor Pop that comes up here. And that's when Jack goes outside to talk with him. He's like, yeah, boys, like, why don't you come to this fucking sweet book party I got and you can uh, give me a good goodbye. Know what I'm saying? And Jack's like, yeah, I'll come to the party, but uh, I kind of got to get back inside to my dude, Dave. And Professor Pop's like, all right, man, I'm just going to be going to Chicagoland area, you know, forever. You know, just gone out of your life. Jack's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I'll be at the party. I'm going to do a little drop-in, but I'll see you He then. does. He does a little drop-in. They get to talking, like, during the show. Uh, and Professor Pop ends up dropping that uh, his wife is not making the move with him to Chicago. Yeah, he's all like, yeah, he's like, you gave me the courage, Jack. I told my wife I was gay, and she was like, fuck you. <laughs> So while we're sitting with that bomb right there, and Jack's sitting with that bomb, we see David at the Hell's Bell show asking about, like, where's Jack at? And Jen's like, oh, he's probably just running late due to a hair-related incident. Oh, yeah, it was really weird. It was a super weird excuse. Like, obviously, no one was going to buy it, but... Well, what I like about it is, uh, is so Professor Pop's all, like, throwing himself at Jack, right? That's what it comes down to. After the show, it comes down to this final proposition. And Jack's just like, you know what? I'm like super flattered by the offer, but I gotta turn you down because like I got a dude named David who's waiting. I gotta give him a legit shot like Layla Hirsch. And that's exactly what needs to happen here. So he has David sticks around. He pulls a Joey Potter and waiting for her Dawson, wait around for a half hour. And just like Joey Potter, as soon as he's like leaving and getting out of there, although he doesn't get to cross on the street. 
Jack's cab pulls up. Yeah. And they're all like, he's all like, hey, man, sorry. He's like, uh, basically some shit went down. I had to deal with it. But I'm here. Like, you want to hang out? And David's like, listen, bro, I get it, man. Relationship, baggages, whatever you got going on in your life. I get it. It's fine. I'm just like, holler at me. And they just kind of hang out. Right. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, they this keep is agreeable. It real casual. They keep it. It's, that's exactly what it is. It's agreeable. Let's get to something that ends up being very disagreeable. That's the Jen and Supernatural storyline. Oh, yeah. And Supernatural's all like, oh, yeah, I think, uh, I think Audrey's depressed. He calls it out to Jen. He's like, yeah, which, you know what? If we're looking at it from his stand perspective, you know, because he is sitting with Jen right now. Yes, yes. He's going to be pointing out to someone she does, because she is, she's hammered and clearly acting out of a place of rage, sadness, whatever it is. He doesn't know what's affecting her, but like he can see it. And Jen's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. She's just getting drunk, man. Which was kind of weird for Jen to do. And she seemed kind of put off as Supernatural was like, oh, man. Well, because she even says, she's like, at one point, she's like, yeah, Audrey kind of joined the group as the most strong one of us all. So she's like, right. I, I never really would have thought that she would be depressed. But after the fucking breakdown where she breaks everything down, she comes up to Supernatural. Jen does. And she's like, yeah, maybe you weren't too far off about Audrey. And that's when Supernatural drops the bomb. And he was like, yeah, I pretty much became an alcoholic when I was 12. Yeah, what the fuck? And he's like, that's why I don't date anymore. And I'm like, oh, so something happened. No. So he says like it ended up building because he started drinking when he was 12. And by the time he was in like high school, he was drunk by noon. And it led to the culmination of this party that he went to where he did or said something terrible to the person he loved the most. So I'm guessing he fucked up a relationship by doing something awful, right? right. And that's why that's why he doesn't – well, we don't know. They don't specify what it is, but just something terrible. It can't be good from what we learn about him as, as we move forward here. But that's why he's like, I don't date anyone. That's not true anyway. It's just his bullshit line that he gives to people that he doesn't want to sleep with when they keep pushing it like Jen does. It's all a lie. He just knows that Jen isn't the kind of victim that he's looking for. She's not vulnerable like that at the moment. She won't be taken advantage of the way that Supernatural ends up taking advantage of fucking Audrey here because yeah. that's what it ends up coming down to. Because again, before Jen leaves, she tries to go over a kiss on Supernatural and he's like, Nope, get out of here. And she catches a cab out and who's sitting on the curb across the street, but Audrey. And so like he walks over to Audrey, sits down on the curbs and she's all like, "Why you're going to yell at me for smoking a cigarette. And he's all like, I literally just sat here. Which okay. And so far, not so bad. Like it's, we don't unless you're already thinking he's a creeper anyway like he's still just kind of handling this like you would think a guy who's trying to help people would help right i didn't but think then, anything of it until later i didn't think anything of it until he offered up his gloves because then the way they were having him like move and look at her and shit because again i don't remember like we're in territory i don't remember what happens anymore so i didn't know if they slept together but the last thing i wrote down in my notes was are these two gonna bone like the last thing i wrote down for this storyline for these two was are these two gonna bone so obviously i was getting the feeling do you have anything else you're gonna add to that or are we moving on to the next episode no i actually what i thought he was doing was either helping her or potentially trying to recruit her to the stand where they sit 
so they can stand and give hugs. No way he was trying to fucking recruit Well, I mean, her. obviously I know that now. He was just trying to fuck her. Oh, I didn't even get the feeling of the recruiting, but I definitely can see where you're coming from on the just doing what he's supposedly doing, helping people, not taking advantage. We're going to get more into that as this episode eight spiderwebs plays out but let's set the scene to how we all end up at a no doubt yeah, spiderwebs because that's what he shot all over uh, also uh no doubt song oh yeah i didn't know that it is i was a big no doubt fan back in the day i don't care for no doubts music well let's let's set the scene here about how they all end up there and that's they're at hell's kitchen and dawson's there he's getting caught up with jen jack and david so here's david just in the mix hanging out with the crew on any old normal afternoon right yeah and they're catching him up on all the bullshit that's been going on with Audrey and Pacey and Audrey and Joey and yada, yada, yada. And Dawson's like, I got to roll. I got to leave. I got to get out of here. And he's like, oh, but before I go, here's this envelope for like 10 tickets to go see No Doubt. I'll see you later. Keep me updated on all this other bullshit. And as he's trying to roll out, because at one point Jack had said, if you're trying to get out of here because of Joey, she's not working this afternoon. And Doc's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, I got some shit to do. And then lo and behold, who does he run into as he's trying to fucking leave this goddamn bar? But Joey fucking Potter. And it's a little awkward moment. It makes me think that there's no wedding bells in sight for these two. But. You never know, because this is only episode eight, and we got a, I don't know, a regular length season? Always keep in mind that there's a regular length season and a finale that will come to cap this off. That's all you got to remember. So, yeah, it's early on, and maybe you're right. Maybe this does mean no wedding vows. Maybe Eddie's the chosen one. Maybe not. Who knows? It's too early to tell, and that's the point. Let's find out about this scumbag supernatural. It's going to take a while to get to the, the the true meat of the matter. But we start out in the beginning with Jen and Audrey hanging out. They're at a music shop, and Audrey's like still just not... She's got this toxic energy about her. And Jen's like, you're coming. Yeah, and this is all pre-concert. And yeah, well, Jen's like, you're coming to this concert. Like, we got 10 tickets here. I'm not taking no for an answer you're coming with. And... Jen's like, I'll even we'll keep you separated from Joey and Eddie. No big deal. And so Audrey starts asking about Eddie. Uh, no. So I I wrote down specifically what she said. Oh, I because so did I. But I was gonna. I was like, it. really? That's what you're saying? She's like, we're using the gays as a barrier between the breeders and the bitter single girls. And I was like, that's really something you're gonna fucking say? She said it. I was like, that just seems weird. This whole season, I think I pointed it out last episode, and I was just going to try to not do it so much. They're just really weird with the way they say things. In the past, since Jack has come out as a gay character, they've never had someone just talk in that kind of way, using that term gays so freely, and then calling the other people breeders. Like, they're very just comfortable out of nowhere with this terminology that doesn't fit the history of the show. So it's kind of jarring to hear. It just doesn't seem to fit the characters well they kind of gloss over it and jen's like listen you made a fucking mistake anyway you dumped pacey so knock it the fuck off we're still friends though and i was just like okay i'll come to the show jen just happens to at this moment turn around and bump into who knows but supernatural oh yeah and he's all like trying to basically be like, oh, yeah, what's up, Audrey? How you doing, girl? And Jen invites him to the show, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's all like, I don't know. Is Audrey going? 
I'll go if Audrey's gone. No, well, Jen leaves and leaves those two alone. And he's like, so were you ever going to call me, girl? And Audrey's like, I think it's... And she's all like, she's like, nope, it was a mistake. I don't ever want to fuck you again. So you better pretend like this didn't happen like I am or I'm going to fucking kill you. And he's all like, come on, girl. I know you like it. I know you like a little supernatural in your life. Don't ghost me, girl. Come on. <laughs> so now we get to the show. We get to the show. <laughs> And Jen shows up with Pacey, another person she's brought on. She has 10 tickets, man. Of course, Pacey's coming. He gets out of the suit. He gets into the groove, the no-doubt groove. And she sends him off to meet up with Audrey. They can work it out. And at first, he's a little resistant, but finally, he's like, all right, all right, all right. So he goes in. He spots her in her seat. He's like, you want to go talk somewhere a little more private, girl? Like, and she seems into it. She's like, yeah, yeah, I think that'd be good. I feel like we could talk about some things. Well, then we see outside, though, Jen's talking to Supernatural, and he's talking about Audrey now. So he's clearly fixated on what's going on in Audrey's life. He's like, I didn't know she was single, or she was involved with the dude. And not single. And yeah, Jen's like, "What? Why? Why would you care?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, he's like, I, I mean, it's not like we fucked. I mean, well, we kind of did, but well, that's insane. This whole conversation is basically like him trying to out himself because he just ends up being like, "Yeah, I slept with some other girl. It's just gonna happen." And the whole situation he describes just makes Jen immediately go, "Wait, hold on, Audrey." He's like, "She's like, what?" And he's like, oh, well, yeah, I mean. Well, Pacey and Audrey are talking. It seems like they're getting along really well. And then Jen walks up to them. And no doubt's about to start playing. And Jen's like, hey, Pacey, do me a favor and leave me with Audrey for a minute. We got to talk. And Jen's like, listen, I just want to let you know I know about Supernatural. I want to talk to you about it right now. I just want you to know right now that I motherfucking know. And Audrey's like, please just yell at me. Please, I did a terrible thing. I made a big mistake just yelling at me about it. And Jen's like, nope, I used to have some compassion for you. But now I just, I think that you're sad. And my question is, does she mean like she's sad depressed or like she's sad pathetic or both? Oh, uh, I wrote the exact same thing. I was all like, I was like, do you mean like boo-hoo sad or like terrible person sad? Or both. A combination of the two things. But we, we don't really get too much more on that. For the moment, um, we go and we cut to Supernatural's waiting outside of the bathroom for Audrey. And he like just grabs her and drags her outside of the concert area. And he's like, yo, what's going on? You need to tell me what's up. And he's like, listen, I should have known you were super fucked up. And I should have seen it from day one. You just got lucky and you caught me on a night that I was vulnerable. This is the way she puts it. Like, you won the lot. Yeah. You won the lottery the night you decided to take advantage of me while I was drunk. This motherfucking supernatural dude. So they're fucking, like, arguing and Pacey comes up to the conversation. And he's like, is there a problem? And he's all like, no, no, no problem. I mean, I just don't know why your girl would choose you when she's clearly unhappy and she loved blowing me. And Pacey's like, you want a fucking brawl, bitch? Pops him right in the mouth. Big ol' violence happens on this episode. So that's the threat of it, but an actual punch. And a security comes and pulls him apart we cut out pacey's been kicked out of the show and it sounds like Emma- yeah they're pulling him apart pacey's like you piece of shit you piece of shit and fucking uh supernatural's like she loved blowing me loved it so emma and pacey are outside talking about the epic blow that audrey gave to supernatural pacey's like i can't believe that she would do this to me and emma's like have you seen that dude Vic? i can absolutely believe that she would do that to you you out of your mind she's a woman she can do her own thing. She's not your girlfriend right now. She can do what she wants to do. If she wants to suck on another man's penis, that has no bearing on you. You can't go punching people like that, Pacey. Stop it. 
Stop it. And can you give me Supernatural's number? And, and Pace is like, nah, I don't think so. I think he's uh, into Audrey. Well, basically, it just comes down to he has a hard time not being able to satiate his superhero complex that he has for saving. And his massive anger issues. I'm going to say Supernatural deserved it. I don't necessarily advocate Oh, yeah, violence. I'm not saying that he didn't deserve it. I think but he kept it together pretty well. He goes pretty straight to violence, like, right away. Not all, not usually. Uh, I'm not going to say he has the punch. When he gets angry, yeah, he does kind of. I mean, like, when we've already seen time? two outbursts of violence. When was the last time? This three pack. When was the last time that he punched someone? Uh, well, there was a threat of violence. Didn't have one. It's not a violence. I didn't, a lot, I, didn't lots you, of threats. I didn't ask you when the last time he grabbed someone's collar was. I asked you when the last time he punched <laughs> someone was. I don't know. Maybe Dawson? Season two. He does a lot of threats. He does a lot of posturing, yelling, grabbing collars. All I'm saying is I didn't hate seeing Supernatural get punched, so I don't really care. No, does that mean Supernatural piece of shit? Well, but... well and Jen pretty much tells him that here to close out their little storyline. She's like, listen, you suck at this helping people thing, and if I ever decide to do it, I'll be way better at it than you. So suck your own dick. Pretty much. So let's talk about Dawson and Natasha, because Dawson ends up going to the show. He talks Todd into wrapping up early on the set. Oh, not early. Four hours and 35 minutes early. Long? Because he's got to win a pool, you know? Oh, yeah. Win some money uh, with a little inside information. And he does. He ends up winning like 600 bucks, as we find out later. Yep. When Todd's like, all right, I see what your ruse is here. You just want to go to this concert with your ladies. So here are my tickets and backstage passes. Why don't you get the fuck out of here, buddy, and enjoy it? And Dawson's like, and Dawson's yeah. like, Dawson's like, you don't want to go see this? And... Todd's like, dude, I'm fucking old. I just want to go home and go to sleep. Yeah, I'm tired right now. Are you kidding me? We've been working. All right, so there's four hours, 35 minutes left in the work day. We've been working for, what kind of work day are we working here? 10-hour day, 12-hour day? Who knows? Just, Who cares? All he's, he's like tired. is, I want to sleep day. for this four hours and 35 minutes. Well, the, the youngins go to the show, and it turns out that Todd gave them tickets for the next night and not for tonight. Yup. And Natasha's like, I got two tickets right here in my shirt that are going to get us in, so don't worry about it. And they go to the back, and they're trying to get in through this door and get out of this list. And we'll get back to this door later because it comes into play. And they end up being like brought into the door and then kicked out. Finally, the dude who it seems like the guy walking the door is going to let him in because of those kids. But really, it's just because he wants to stare at him for a little bit longer. And then he, he's like, God, he's like, God damn it, lady. I wish you guys were on the fucking list. But he's like, I got to say, get the fuck out of here. Boots him the fuck out. So they're out front. Dawson's just waving $600 around, saying he was hoping he could scalp some tickets. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing, Dawson? Waving money in the air. Yeah, and then the cops roll by, and he's all like, oh, well, you got a bunch of wad of money uh, out. And Natasha's all like, I told him he can't skimp on buying me. And cop's like, what? And Dawson's like, no, 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 no. I was just... Um, and the cop's like, listen, I've already called in a cop, a cop, cause this cop's on a horse. He's like, called in a, a, a car cop to take you down to the station, but you're not arrested. You just gotta go down there to receive a warning. I'm like, that's really, really weird. They have to go yeah. down to the station to get a warning, which they do, and Todd bails them out. After Natasha convinces Dawson that he actually did have a really good time today. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious, too, when Todd, like, how Todd was acting. Like the dad. Yeah, and dude, I, I, I was like, I love that they brought Todd back. He is such a good character. He's a great piece of comedic character work that this show desperately needs to 
keep oh, it yeah. to keep it interesting. And on top of it all, Dawson needs a daddy. And he does. And, and Mitch is dead. And, so. and Todd is playing the daddy role for him. So I mean, I was kind. Of, this is like kind of like one of those bunts, right? Where I was saying like bringing characters back. Well, like that's a well, home Todd, run because yeah. he brought back Todd. But it's a bunt when I said that they're going to bring back Mitch. No. I mean, this is like a Mitch figure. No, no. Daddy figures do not count as bringing back Mitch. Kind of. They don't. I'm not kind giving of. you credit for that. I, kind at of. the end of the day, I'm a commissioner. and I, it's, wa- it's, it's a base on balls. Yes, it's a base on balls. I'm going to put your balls on a base if you don't back off with this bullshit. All right, let's talk about the true large or one of the true large developments of, of this three pack and that's the continuation of the joey and eddie storyline into a thing of reality yeah and it's like okay so we ended that last episode right with that sweet cutesy moment yep. and now we start their interaction with some like weird flirting they're kind of doing their thing where she's like we're going to this no doubt show you're driving me because you have a car this is our date and he's like wait a group hang is not a date. And she's like, well, if you play your cards right, you might get a kiss or something, right? And he's like, yeah, but I've already been kissed, and actually twice. So yeah. I don't see what the big deal is here. And that's when she goes, okay, well, or you would just walk me to my door. We could shake hands, and I could reimburse you for gas money. And he's like, okay, I will go to the show. It's fine. No problem. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take my chances. Yeah. Because she would do that. Well, she doesn't do that. Uh, well, they're waiting in line, and they get to the ticket taker. And good old Josephine Potter put on the wrong fucking coat. Yeah, I I don't understand why you don't check before you leave. I, I don't understand how even if you don't check before you walk out the door, or even right after you walk out the door, how at some point along the way of getting from point A to point B, you didn't just feel to make sure it was still there. Just to know. How do you not check right when you get in the car? I don't, I don't like, know. I, that is the last option last time to check how many, because i usually will put them in a spot in my car let me ask let me ask poor little joey potter how many different winter coats she has and she can just be confusing them and leaving tickets in pockets and like another reason why homeboy thinks she's rich it's just crazy is the craziest bullshit to be i was like that's one of the dumbest things I've- and they live on the fucking I mean, okay, I guess they live on the East Coast, right? There's and they live in what? Like they're in Boston. They're in, right they're now. in Boston. So they need, I guess, multiple coats, right? That's kind of sure. like the Midwest, I would assume. Sure. Weather wise. Yeah, how many winter coats do you need though? No, yeah, you only need like one. Because it's winter right now, is it not? No. It is. For so us it's, or for them? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't want, I think for us it's I know what season it is in my real life, Chuck. I'm talking about the show. It's it's late, late fall, early winter for sure. And I trust me I know that for a fact. But that's important though. And even to Eddie it's not. He's like, Fuck it, man, we'll just we'll get him. It's no big deal. And Joe's like, No oh, man, that would take way too long. There's no way But she admits she's disappointed though. She's a dorky fan and no doubt, which makes sense to me. And Eddie's like, Fine, I got a solution. Well, let's go figure this out. And that's when he is out back trying to talk to someone to get them in that same door that Dawson and Natasha get in later. And as they're walking away from it, talking about shit, they see Dawson or Joey sees Dawson and Natasha coming and does the weirdest shit imaginable. Yeah, she's all like, ah! and she just like grabs Eddie and like runs around the corner and hides. And Eddie's like, why the fuck are we hiding? And Joe's like, you know that guy from the movie studio? Yeah, that's him. And Eddie's like, and she's like well, Eddie's like, yeah, Eddie's but he's like, the guy who gave you the tickets, right? 
like, don't you know that guy? Didn't he give you the tickets? She's like, well, yeah, but it's it's weird because, like, I blew him and I just didn't know that he was dating that girl. And then you came into my life. And Eddie's like, shut oh. up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, girl. That door's closing, but no one's by it. We got to run. And so, like, they run to the door and they sneak in. And they, and they get in there. Um, and then they sneak behind, just as Dawson and Natasha are getting kicked out. They sneak behind the backs of these motherfuckers somehow, like like a video game, and they get backstage. Yeah, it literally was like a video game. It just felt like, it felt like come on, none dude. of those people have peripheral vision. No, they don't. No sense. None at all. Couldn't see them. Couldn't feel them. Couldn't I mean, hear you them. can feel when people are around you sometimes, right? Dude, you would hear two people sneaking around three feet away from you. <laughs> that's what i'm saying right i'm sorry i was just like all right whatever dude they snuck in and it turns out eddie's there to see someone and ask a little favor and that someone is his daddy yep and so he lets them up in these rafters like high up oh yeah they have their sting moment excuse oh yes yes they do they don't come down from those rafters via ripcord or whatever you call that cable tie nope neither of those terms are right um zip line there it is yeah yeah zip- <laughs> but they're up there and they're like they're touching hands loving on each other talking about his dad and then he admits to have gone to one he went to one semester of college and he dropped out and he's like things have to happen at the exact right moment in your life where they're meaningless and that's why i dropped out that shit didn't mean anything to me and later he's walking into her door later and we have another one of these cutesy little moments if you'd like to bring it to us oh yeah when they're talking about frank potter and so like she's like or fucking Eddie's like so I don't really I mean like I told you about my dad like Munch told me about yours like I think he says something like I showed you mine now like tell me about yours or something I, like, I don't remember that like but... I showed you my dick tell me about your boobs like what <laughs> no no so <laughs> he's basically just like hey like here's my dad I want to know a little bit about your family and Joe's all like well see Frank's kind of like the opposite of everything you've told me about your dad how your dad is you know doesn't cheat on his mom um you know goes to work has a respectable job he's like no 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 my mom she uh she got cheated on by my dad and uh, he didn't have a job. He sold drugs. She didn't quite say it like that because Eddie even says you make him sound like a criminal. Because that was his response. Her response to that is what I thought was funny. Uh, yeah, that's what the district attorneys call him. But I still think of him as dad. And I'm like, oh, that fucking line is ridiculous. Well, and she did mention, though, how like she's like yeah he was a shitty person yeah but he was a good dad like when he was there which he was there when he wasn't in prison right so like i don't know how present he was around the home i mean imagine leading leading a drug dealer's life keeps you away from your family often enough yeah i guess so if you're not um, if you're not dealing out of your own home, that is. And I guess we can assume he wasn't dealing out of it doesn't, the home. It doesn't seem like it, it. It doesn't seem like it. Like although she wouldn't have really remembered it, her sister Betsy would have. So man, I, I man, guessing, we haven't seen Betsy in a hot minute. I'd like to see her pop up in this next three pack. You know, I want to see Betsy, 
But I'm just saying, like, she does say, like, she's like, yeah, you know, he always told me to reach for the stars. Whereas Eddie was like, my dad was never very good on the encouragement thing. So they had the opposite. Like, his dad was there for him, but was never really there for him, per se. His dad was kind of like, eh, I mean, know your lane and stick it in. Right. Whereas Joey's dad was like, get the fuck out of this lane. Dabble. This is a terrible lane. I need you to just yeah. shoot for the moon, girl. Like, get the fuck like, out. Like, basically, like, get the fuck out of this place. But they end up still kind of, they kind of bond over that moment. They they kiss, and then he leaves, and they're both, like, super smiling. So we leave it cute. There's one more quick thing I wanted to point out about this episode. That was just Jack and David at, the, like, the end of the concert when they're leaving. Because David is going to take Audrey home. Because she's like, I'm not leaving with Pacey right now. I'm not going to be with him. And Jack is taking Jen and Pacey home. Because he doesn't want to ditch Audrey right now. But these two are still talking about setting up future plans. And still talking about hanging out. They're still talking about, like, doing shit. Because they didn't really get a whole lot of play this whole episode throughout. They didn't, they're not doing anything. But I just wanted to point out, they're still making it seem like these two were... Jen, I think, even says to Pacey earlier in this episode, I think this one's going to stick. And I was like, that's a weird thing to say, which makes me now that we've kind of talked about Supernatural out loud and kind of thought, well, what does David maybe know? Like, that line may be more like, oh, no, this one's definitely not going to stick. Anything else you need to say about spider webs? No, 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 no. Well, let's let's shake off those spider webs and let's move on to episode nine. Everything put together falls apart. And let's talk about something we've already touched on. Let's just get it out in the air. And that's Pacey and Emma and their whole storyline. Yeah, well, I wrote down that they were going to a holiday party. It, that's what Pacey that's called kinda... it. Pacey called it an office holiday party. That's what he said. Oh, okay. Because I was like, man, this kind of seems like a holiday party, I guess. Yeah, they kind of dressed it up as the one, but everyone, again, like I said, everyone knew what this really was. This hot date contest, whatever the fuck it was, and Pacey intentionally yeah. did not tell Emma about it. But he's being weird about it, too, because he's like, listen, I'll buy you a dress. And I'll take you to this thing. It'll be the nicest dress you've ever had in your life. And also, they end up settling on, like, he'll clean the apartment for two months. Yeah. Which is a big deal. She throws a, a dirty toilet scrubber at him here, too, which I thought was funny. Well, and I was, like, watching this, too, it's like, man, Pacey and Audrey are broken up. And unless they get back together real quick, he is definitely going to fuck Emma. I think we talked about it in another episode. I don't remember. And I had asked about, like, the vibe between them. And you were just kind of like, nah. And I kind of, like, agreed. Although I was like, I could see those two if Audrey wasn't there. But in practice here, as this episode played out, their vibe just doesn't click right for me. Like, It doesn't, but they're still going to fuck. So they go to this party after Pacey buys her this $300 dress. But when she shows up, she has turned it into an Emma classic with safety pins. Uh, I literally literally wrote down emma turned the nice dress into an emma dress not that it wasn't nice as an emma dress i was just like it was a nice dress to start so. it was a 300 dollars dress pacey was putting in an investment on that thousand dollar win he was going to get later as we find out later it was not he wasn't trying to humiliate her but we're not he wasn't he wasn't malicious well, he was like no i legitimately thought yeah. you like would win me this. well Ronaldo sees her and he's not impressed he's kind of like what the fuck is going on and Pacey's like excuse me i need to talk to emma real quick and he's like what did you do to it she's like don't worry about what i did to it i'm gonna go over by the punch bowl if you want to come and twirl me around a little bit come and fucking find me there she's she, yeah it was hilarious she doesn't know what this is but she's kind of figuring out 
Like she probably She's already. Like, I don't give a fuck about it. Well, she probably already suspected she was there just to be eye candy on the arm of Pacey to impress other people. She doesn't know the full extent of yeah. it. But when she gets Ronaldo in the face, that's not the kind of person. And Pacey says it later to Ronaldo. She's like, that's the kind of person that she's gonna sit there and just take shit from. So they're over talking. Pacey goes over to her by the food bowl and they're just talking. And Ronaldo comes over and he compliments her dress again. And she's like, listen, you fucking small-minded jerk. You probably got a small dick too. So why don't you fuck out of here? Yeah, it's pretty funny. And Ronaldo's like, oh, well, you're doing a really good job of ruining Pacey's image. And that's when she's like, I'm going to go to the loo real quick before I say something Pacey regrets. Yeah, and then, like, Pacey's like, man, what the fuck? Like, this is kind of some bullshit. Why are you talking to her like that? And uh, fucking Boss Boy's all like, dude, you're on fucking thin ice. I'm your fucking boss, and you tried to fight me in New Orleans, you piece of shit. Like, I'm not your friend. I'm not your buddy. I'm your fucking boss. Yeah, he's like, you're not precious to me. I don't think twice about you at any point in my day. You can fucking die right here in front of me, and I wouldn't even care. Meanwhile, fucking Emma's over in the bathroom, and she's hearing some gossip about herself and, and yeah. the punk freak that showed up there, which, I mean, come on. I bet you her accent isn't even real. She has... Oh, it's real, mate. It's real. <laughs> she... Punk punk freak is so funny because she's got like some pink in her hair and a dozen safety pins kind of slapped around this dress. Like I guess it's more punk than anything in that room by a long stretch, but it's most definitely way more but, punk than anything in that but, room. But if you're trying to tell me that the standard of punk that she'd accept is Audrey being her lead singer while she wears a fake nose and lip ring, well then her idea of punk is pretty weird anyway. Yeah. I don't want to go on and fuck rant about it's, punk right here. It's not her, her idea of punk is pretty punk rock. But these girls in the bathroom also tell her. That's the thing. I don't want to go on and rant about the rules of punk rock because there shouldn't be any rules about anything ever. Anarchy, baby. That's punk rock. Um, but she, that's what I'm saying. She finds out from these ladies this is a hot date contest night. $1,000 to the winner. And she's like, oh, okay. All right. All right. I'm going to leave right now and not even tell Pacey. Yeah. Well, because she thinks that Pacey's just like, you know, Giving her a fucking harmless rib. Yeah, because he comes home later and he's like, listen, I am so fucking sorry about that, man. Like, I'm so sorry. I went the fucking scumbag corporate suit way and I forgot that I had a choice. And she's like, you always have a choice, you idiot. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you brought me there to humiliate me or whatever the fuck. And that's me. He's like, no, 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 baby girl. Humiliation? I thought you could win that thing. You are beautiful. Like, mm -mm. ooh, Emma, ooh, Emma. Oh. And then they just do one of those, like, like pause, and then, like, reactionary, Boom. like, full-body make-out. And, and then oh, it gets heated. the door, like, starts to open oh, up, no. like, a little bit of noise from the key, and fucking they, like, immediately split to separate sides of the couch. Jack, like, walks in, jumps on the couch right in between them, just starts eating tacos. And puts on the TV and just chills, and then we're just left with, like, oh, shit, like, what is going on? It's not that I dislike Pacey and Emma. It just feels too con- it's not good. It feels too convenient. And I don't Well, and I feel like that's not good because like, dude, Pacey, this is what like don't shit where you uh, I don't know. I guess that's not necessarily the best term. No, no, I'm gonna say that's not terminology. That's, that's not an accurate like you can you can shit where you eat if you want to. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But it just, as far as TV writing goes, it just feels lazy. Like, oh, he, Pacey just needs to have another girl to hang out with right now. Or, 
it's going to make Audrey jealous and cause problems or something. I hope, and I don't remember, I hope it doesn't happen because it just doesn't feel right to me at all. I hope that they realize it doesn't feel right. It'll be like a Jen and Pacey thing. They try to do it yeah. and it just, the chemistry ain't there in the way. That Although the chemistry it. with Jen and Pacey was very much. Well, I think it's very much here too in terms of sexual chemistry, but that's the thing. Pacey and maybe Emma and Jen at the time weren't looking for just that base sexual thing. They wanted more. Well, Jen and Pacey were trying to convince themselves that they wanted nothing but sex, but we knew that wasn't true. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they realized it pretty soon after that, too. So let's shift over. Let's talk about our main boy, Dawson, his leading lady at the moment, Natasha, their big boy director, Todd, and our new leading man superstar, Maxwell Winter. And that's how this episode starts. Fucking episode nine, everything put together falls apart, starts at the set. And the big star, Max Winter. Sounds like a pro wrestling name. A shitty one at that. No, what it sounds Um, like to me is um, a weather forecaster's name. Oh, see, it's a good weather caster for, Max, for maximum winters. Oh yeah, see, like that is that's a good. It's a good pro wrestling name. Good too, weather, though, actually, name. it's both. Why can't he be both? Why can't he do the it's news a, and wrestling? Ooh, he's a newscaster gimmick. Fuck <laughs> it. Great. Maximum winter. So, yeah, he's there to, quote-unquote, steal Natasha from Dawson. But, ba- but Natasha's all like, Natasha's all like, that ain't even my boyfriend. That's just fucking PA, bro. Before that even happens, Dawson's chilling with Natasha in her trailer. And Max comes in, knocks on the door. He's like, yo, baby girl, you want to run some lines right now? And Natasha's like, ooh, tee-hee-hee, of course I do. And so they start running fucking lines. And then Max turns over to Dawson. He's like... Listen here, brother. I get real vulnerable when I'm doing line readings. Could you uh, step out of the trailer real quick? He's like, yeah, man. I just, I, I, I have to run my lines completely naked, and no other guys can see me <laughs> unless I'm on camera. And Dawson's like, sure, no problem, brother. I will just leave this trailer. But when I leave, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look so angry about it. You won't even believe yeah. it. You can't even believe Max how angry I'm gonna look. And Max is like, oh yeah, one, one last thing. If this trailer's a rockin', don't come a knockin'. Doc's like, that's bullshit. That's terrible writing. I'm getting the fuck out of here. So later, we get to a scene where those two are dancing together. And Todd even comments to Dawson, like, oh, those two have good chemistry. And that's when, after he yells cut, Dawson overhears Max hitting on Natasha and then her saying, oh, yeah, he's not my boyfriend. And Todd's all like, you really think you should be listening in? Todd does. He's like, you're invading her privacy. Well, Todd, and I'm like, Todd is listening in, like, too. Kind of my job, right? Like, but in the meantime, Natasha and Max take off together, and then we come back later. Oh, yeah, they go. They're gonna go out for a drink, and Natasha like runs it by like. No, 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 no. That's 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 later. Like for right now, they just gonna take off on set together. Oh yeah. First, yeah. we get Max getting murdered. It's his final scene of the day before they can go get that drink. And Dawson's talking to Natasha afterwards, and she's like, "Oh man, you're not gonna talk about my performance or anything." And he's like, "Yeah, Natasha, you're a real actress." Yeah, he's real fucking pissed off. But this time she doesn't pick up on the subtext because she doesn't know that he overheard the, oh, God, I'd never date a PA speech. Yeah. And that's when she drops the bomb about the drink. And she's like, oh, yeah, I got to go out on a drink because, like, you know, uh, you're always looking for your next, you know, film. 
You know what? It's a good point. I think Todd kind of makes the same point, too. Like, in that world, you can associate yourself with someone who's got a bigger star than you. It might help you fucking get up that ladder even higher. So what is she looking for? This is where I was kind of thinking from Dawson's perspective, too. Like, like I don't really quite understand what, like, you've already broken up with this woman via voicemail. <laughs> like, you obviously don't give that much of shit about her, right? Why are you all of a sudden, like, trying to pretend like you're... I think they established in the last episodes or whatever before that these two were trying to give it a real shot in his mind. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know, like... Obviously, I predicted even. I'm all like, dude, as soon as this movie's over, like, the relationship's over, right? Like, oh, we forgot to. The, the part of the reason it's it's happening is because it's easy. Well, we forgot to leave out an important piece of Dawson's full on jealousy of this guy, too. He's supposedly going to be working a project with Spielberg. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Dawson's especially feeling pissed off right now. Well, Todd brings up the easy thing, too, when he's like, listen, what you need to do is just shut the fuck up about this. Don't bring it up to anyone and just keep shagging her while you can, dude. Yeah. Just get it while you can get it. And then you can be like, hey, man, I fucked Natasha. If she ever makes a bag, you can be like, oh, yeah, dude, I, I hit that. And Dawson's like, that's not how I'm going to do this. I'm going to go talk. And that's when I was kind of thinking, I'm like, dude. Who cares if she's going out for, like, a work drink with this Max guy? Especially if she's already lining up to come fuck you afterwards. I don't give a motherfucking piece of goddamn shit if she had sex with Max Winters. If she's coming and knocking on my door afterwards and still wants to have sex with me. It makes no difference to me. They're not married. It ain't no fucking thing, man. I mean, I mean, like, I could they're see, only, like, half dating. Again, I can see why Dawson, and you know what, to give... I think it's more of a casual thing, to be, is the way I look at it. To be more fair to Dawson, though, if I were 19 or 20 and I was in his position, and I was living that dream and having sex with this star of this movie and all that, I'd probably be not so open to it as I'm saying I am. I don't know, man. Like, man. I think I'd probably just be, like, happy she was blowing me. <laughs> like... Well, she ends up showing up, and he seems really resistant to let her in, but he ends up doing it, and she comes in, and I'm like, oh, no, what is Dawson going to fucking do in this next three-pack? He just takes Todd's advice. Well, but that's what I'm saying, because he looks like he like, doesn't He just kind of, like, you, lets her in, and then they start making out, and I presume that they have sex, but... Dude, it's like going to the dark side. It's like when Marissa went with Volchok, man. She's heading to the dark side. So this is a Dawson's Creek version of it. Way, way lighter, way more chill. No one's getting murdered. No, all it is is Dawson's going to be like, well, I just got to ride the awesome sex out until this movie's over. But he's not interested in doing that. He's hurting. But that's the dark side. That's what we're calling the dark side. Right. In here, in in Dawson's (laughs) mind. In Dawson's right. So that's where we leave him off. So let's cut over to. I wish I was on the dark side more often, I guess. Well, let's get to the Joey Eddie hook right here. Um, I, I actually have been trying intentionally to like end or focus on Joey a lot. Because I know she's like your favorite character, or historically has been. And I do really like. I do really get into this uh, this storyline. Giving her Eddie. I just want to say before we even get into this whole thing, giving her Eddie as a counterpart, and they bring up the one major difference they have with each other in this episode. But essentially, as we've talked about before, the mirror image is done wonders for how much I like seeing Joey on screen. Take her away from Dawson. And give her someone else to talk to. I mean, do I love Eddie? I don't know. He's fine. He feels like a mirror job. I really like this storyline. I'm yes. still got, you know, hopes for the wedding bells, but there can be all sorts of wedding bells. That's the thing, man. And maybe is Jack getting married? Maybe. 
Maybe it's like a bunch of weddings. Four weddings and a funeral. Who's dying? Hope it's not Gail. Well, I think that's a movie. Better not be Gail. Well, you've said already on record that 100% someone else dies before the show's over. So who is who is it? Better not be Gail. Better not be Gail. That's all I'm saying. Better not be Grams. If it's Gail or Grams, I'm going to be pissed. I'd be more happy if it was Jen. Like, I don't want Jen to die, but I'd be more happy if it was Jen than Grams or Gail. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not saying that, like, I don't like Jen at this point. I'm just saying, like, no, I'm I've saying, grown an affinity for Grams and Gail. You could have said any character. That's just a weird thing to say <laughs> what about dawson nah man it's called dawson's creek what about joey nah because wedding bells what about pacey anybody else what about clifton sure i'm gonna stop going because everyone else i say you're just gonna say sure to <laughs> yeah, sure <laughs> so eddie shows up at work and joey's already there studying because apparently the library's full and her dorm room is turned into a nude slip and slide yeah i don't like I, how are they in her room I think just all the noise outside the door. And she's yeah, not I rich. She, she's not rich, so she doesn't have noise-canceling headphone technology to block it out. That's super rich. Basically, they're trying to... But again, I'm not buying it either. Like, you're trying to... No, yeah, they're just there's setting nowhere, up. There's nowhere the, on campus, outside or anywhere, that she could go and have a little peace and quiet. No class. No, she's, she's got to work out at the bar and let fucking Eddie... Well, Eddie's like, go to my house. Here's my keys. Go there. I'll be home later. I won't be because at first she's like, oh, you're just trying to, you're trying to fucking right now, aren't you, Eddie? And he's like, I gotta work all night. You can go study. I'll be home later. And she's like, oh shit, cool. And takes the keys and runs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then uh, what? She falls asleep, and homeboy like wakes her up in the morning, and uh, he's all like, hey, tiger. And she's like, ooh, I like being called Tiger. And, and now let's then, keep in mind that he woke her up early enough to be cautious about her making it on time to the final she has in Professor Dick's class. Yeah, her final's at what, 9 o'clock? That's what she says. And I think he woke her up at like 7. And apparently campus is... No, it was like 6 or oh. like 6.30 or something like that. Because he's all like, hey, I don't know if you like have a morning ritual or if you like you know need to get moving or if you're like i want to sleep till the last minute i possibly can and she says type person. she says later campus is at least 20 minutes away so that's the the cushion of getting to campus on time so that's plenty so it takes two hours by public transportation to get to his house but campus is 20 minutes away if you're hustling I thought the same thing. I was just going to glance over it. I don't like that consistency. Nope, it's a bad one. Now, granted, I think he... No, he said, I'll get you there in 10. So it's possible that in a ride that would take... Maybe Emma just doesn't know how public transportation works, and she just takes a two-hour route that's way out of her way. Anytime she goes to Eddie's. Maybe, yeah, maybe Emma's just dumb. Oh, Emma's not dumb, but she's just wrong, obviously. Dumb with directions. Here's what happens. Doesn't know where Eddie lives? Joey loves. That could definitely be. He lied to her about where he lives. He's like, Yeah, because he does not want her showing up. No, I don't want anyone showing up except for Joey Potter. Well, Joey loves this consideration so much so that she's like, listen, here's the serious truth. She's like, I normally wait like a hundred years before I fuck. I never, ever just like get straight down with the get down. There's a vetting process. There's a very rigorous 
situation that you and I have to go through for many months, maybe years even. He's like, she's all like, one, have you been to my mom's grave? He's like, your mom's dead? She's like, we can't have sex if you haven't been to her grave. Two, have you been to my dad's prison? Never mind, he's out now. Have you been to my dad's five and dime? (laughs) (laughs) He's all like, what? Three, have you been to the Potter B&B? Have you spoken with the elusive Bodie and my lovely sister, Bessie? Or Alexander. Bitch, don't you be talking to my little nephew like that. You're a grown man, that's weird. (laughs) Did you ever talk to my nephew? And he's like, what? <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 no. But for real, for real, for real, for real, for real. I'm ready to break that train because meeting you is like, mm, I need to change up everything in my life that, like, I got to do things differently than I was doing them. So how about this? We get straight down with the get down. Oh, and they do. They get straight down with the get down. And it's lovely and it's great. And they're like cuddling and flirting afterwards. And like, after they so, kind of okay. slept, after they slept a little bit, like, apparently you have faith. Go ahead, I ain't got nothing more to say about it, really. Okay, so like I wrote down, so Joey and Eddie fuck, and then I wrote down my little personal thought. I was like, doesn't she have a really tough final to take today? Like roughly two and a half hours after she woke up. Here's the deal, though. If you don't fall asleep, which is what the issue becomes here, you can definitely fit in a very satisfying sexual encounter if not more than one in that time frame if it only takes you 20 minutes to get back to campus the problem comes into play when they decide to fucking take a little nap afterwards or as she puts it you let me fall asleep and when she wakes up it's 11 o'clock and not the 9 o'clock that so she has 30 minutes from from when she finally strolls in for this final oh, she to, to take it. It's a three-hour final, 30 minutes. Well, that's not yeah, going to work. Fucked. Well, she shows up at Professor Dix later because she knows she's fucked. And she's like, I, bro, can I get a retest, man? And he's like, no, not a chance. He's like, she's like, no, no, that's not going to happen. But, I mean, like, you got a D, so it's not an F, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's like, you failed the fuck out of this test. And that brings your whole grade down to a D. But you still pass, so she just sits down on the stoop and cries after he shuts the door in her face. Yeah, and so she's like, I'm going to lose my scholarship. I'm going to get kicked out of school. Ah! And fucking Eddie's all like, dude, 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 you got to chill for a minute? Because, like, this isn't the end of the world. And she's like, not the end of the world for you. You got my pussy. But I'm going to get kicked out of this goddamn school. And he's like, man, you take everything way too seriously. And she's like, you don't take a motherfucking thing on this earth seriously. And that's their major difference. Outside of that, they're a mirror image. But at the core of how seriously they take what happens to them, he's generally more chill about failing, where she would never want to fail. In fact, fact, he's so good at failing, he doesn't even consider it failing. He's smart enough to turn it into a win. Whereas, Whereas Joey's like, I have to always win all the time. But who should show up but Professor Dick right there at Hell's Kitchen? Well, this is after Joey kind of said she regretted sleeping with him. And he was like, man, that's the last thing I want to have happen. I don't want you to think that way. Like, I'm sorry you missed your test, but, like, that's not what I want. So after uh, Professor Dick shows up, Joey goes up to him and he's just treating her like nothing happened, in her words. She calls him on it, really pissed off. And he's like, you got to see from my perspective, nothing did happen. You fucked up and I can't treat you in a special way. And I'm like, listen, I hate this guy. 
but he's not wrong. But he's right. Yeah, he's not wrong. I'm sorry that you decided that that morning was the right morning to have sex with Eddie for the first time. But I also don't give a fuck and then, shit. And then take a nap. You you did that. You did that. I'm, I'm glad that you stayed up all night before that and studied. I'm glad you did a whole bunch of preparation for this. I'm glad that you were thinking you could set the curve here. But you fucked up. And no, I cannot give you a break here. Mostly because I am an asshole. But also, you just kind of bug me. I feel like Joey... And I mean, like, you can't even follow the damn... the Like, you don't care about time. You've shown it time and time again that you are always notoriously late she's been late at least twice that i could think of if not more so yes he has locked away in his brain joey potter don't give a fuck about time yeah we're on her time no no you're on my time starts at nine ends at eleven thirty. i don't know well she ends up walking 12, away 12 12 ends at 12 she ends up walking away, and Eddie comes up, and he's like, listen, man, it was my fault. You got to give her another chance. And he's like, nah, man, I'm not giving her another fucking chance. And so Dick's like, what's your, or Eddie's like, what's your fucking problem? And Dick's like, what's your fucking problem? Don't you see what's happening here? She is, despite whatever she's doing right now, going to go to places that you can never fucking go because you were a failure, and you suck at life despite how smart you think you are. So why don't you get the fuck out of here? And Eddie fucking violence punches this motherfucker in the face and i'm like god damn we got a bunch of fights all fucking three pack it's a fucking fight club and fucking eddie gets fired from hell's kitchen because he punches you know a customer in the face and he doesn't the customer, seem to give a fuck though customer's like you know what i won't sue just make sure this motherfucker's fired and I, then a- joey's like how's my little slugger <laughs> Oh like, God! Oh like yeah! Like she thinks it's fucking hilarious. And neither of them seem to give a fuck about it. Honestly, Eddie's probably like, I can go get a job anywhere. Like I'm that kind of guy. Don't worry about me. I, well, I mean, it's not. I'm, Eddie's like, it's not I like he fired. worked a very hard job to get in bartender that time, right? Like I don't. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't trying to get a bartender. I would job assume that you could just kind of get a bartending job about any bar there is if there's an opening, right? I couldn't tell you. I, I guess I don't know either. Like I, I don't know. I've never tried to get a job as a bartender. If they're looking, I guess if they're calling you references and they call Hell's Kitchen and go, why did he get like, I mean, I don't know how that works. Either way, I'm sure he'd be fine. He's not worried is my point. I'm not worried either. And neither's Joey. And he's like, ooh, baby girl, I got something that's going to take both of our minds off this whole situation. We don't even have to think about it. And she's like, oh, daddy, what's that? And he's like, no, not that, you dirty little girl. Like, they're just doing this now super sexy flirt thing hard. And I'm like, go back to the bickering thing, because this is yeah. awkward. Yeah, this is weird. And so get to, get to what you wanted to rant about. No, no, to finish about what you got to say, and then I'll That's it. They go, right, so, so, well, this, I'm at my final point right here. Eddie takes Joey to a professional skating rink. I think, if I'm not mistaken, is for an oh, NHL team. I, I will touch upon that. That's what I thought. They go there, and she's loving it. And apparently, Eddie's dad had some sort of connection. He's like, Dolan's had connection. Oh, Dolan rules. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> so she, she like, thanks him for the, for, the, for the night. And he's like, no, listen, baby. It's all my pleasure. And that's it. They skate around the rink. Apparently, he's a figure skater. She brought that up earlier in the episode. Like, when she was alone in this house, she's like, I saw your figure skating skates. Like, those aren't ice hockey skates. He's like, I'm, I'm a graceful man. And so okay. that's it. That's it. So please, please go ahead. All right. So this is where I take exception to this fucking thing, right? So. 
they live in Boston. If they were going to a professional, like they're obviously in a hockey arena because that is a hockey, an NHL hockey team's logo. I am not a fan of professional hockey, right? Like, or hockey in general. Okay. I don't really care about the NHL. I don't know anything really about it, but I recognized it as a logo. And that made me I think. I don't know. What I don't, team's logo is that? It's not and, the Bruins. And so I looked it up because I said, that's not the Bruins because I know that. That would make sense if they were at the Boston Bruins Stadium. Was it? Right? A, was it? A, I don't know what stadium they were at. They were in Raleigh, North, North Carolina, Carolina, because that is the home of the Carolina Hurricanes. And that, that it just so go. happens that I know they record in in one of the Carolinas. Apparently, they North record Carolina. in North, North Carolina. Dude, they record in Raleigh, North Carolina. That's So, like, okay, hey. this makes sense, right? This is just a hop, skip, and a jump 20 probably minutes down the road from where they fucking record. Just like but you know yeah, what? In, in reality, it's about 12 hours and 41 minutes from Boston. So, I did map quest that. Because I was very interested on why they would take a 12-hour and 41-minute journey to go fucking skating. They're hoping that you're not knowledgeable about NHL logos and don't even pay attention to what that is. And they hope you just believe it's somewhere in Boston. That's what they're doing. And that's the fucking thing. Do you think I'm fucking stupid, Dawson's Creek? Because I'm not. I, I... I don't know anything about hockey for the most part, right? I, I apparently have a little bit of knowledge about hockey because I caught it. I am a sports fucking guy, like, right? Like, I'm a fucking meathead. But, dude, fuck you if you think that that's... If, if, if I'm supposed to think that this is Boston. I think... <laughs> because that made me fucking annoyed. I was like, you're trying to fucking put one over on me, you piece of shit? No. Like... Like, fuck you, Dawson's Creek. <laughs> fuck you and your terrible fucking bullshit. Because I know you're not telling me these fucking characters drove 12 fucking hours. Almost 13 hours away to go fucking ice skating. You're you're just trying to put one over on you is what it comes down to. You're not supposed to have paid attention to or looked into or cared about I know, that I know. Because, like, I paused it when I was like... That's not the Boston Bruins stadium. I just went. Maybe it's the college team because like, I didn't see the, or know the logo. Why? Because I, I used to play some um, NHL hockey games, and I remember that logo. So just, that's the only. I was like, I was like, I was like, does Carolina have a fucking hockey team? And it was like, yeah, Carolina Hurricanes. And the logo popped up, and I was like, that's that fucking logo right there. I was like, it's that fucking easy so, for me no. to check. So, no, they're not trying to convince you they drove that far. They're hoping you just don't know. So, that's, that's, that was good. That's good. Are you, is there anything else you want to rant about or say about that episode? No. I mean, I just got my three pack uh, review in as little words as possible. And here it is. First episode, no Dawson. Supernatural's a drunk. Doesn't date. Eddie and Joey, gonna have a real date. Apparently, the quote-unquote gays are just good friends and not good at dating. Uh, the Eddie and Joey thing seems to be doing good, and Dawson and Natasha doing okay, I guess. At least until the end of this movie. And then there's the whole love square between Pacey, Audrey, Jen, and Supernatural. Love and then square. there's the stadium mishap and... 
quote unquote, let's not overreact was a lot of that last episode. Yeah. Yep. It's a, it's a good break. That's what I got for that. That's good. Let's see what you got for your predictions. You want all three at once? You want them individually? Uh, I don't know. Throw them to me all three at once, I say. Let's go with episode 10, Mary Mayhem. Wait, Married Mayhem or Mary Mayhem? All right, here we go. Episode 10, Mary Mayhem. Episode 11, Day Out of Days. That was a little weird. Episode 12, All the Right Moves. All right, so in this next three-pack, we are... Oh, it's M-E-R-R-Y. Okay, so this is our Christmas episode. Sorry, I should have clarified that off the off the jump. So this is our Christmas <laughs> episode, and we know it's going to be fucking crazy, right? Just from the mayhem that can go down. Fucking Supernatural is going to be super fucking creepy and keep trying to fuck Audrey. Pacey's going to be like, dude, get the fuck off her. Stop trying to fuck her. Also, don't look at this hot British chick because I'm also fucking her on the side. And then fucking Supernatural was like don't worry i'm only into fucking chicks that are super depressed and vulnerable that's why i also am interested in the older women yeah and jen's like jen's like you know what i think i'm just gonna pretend to be super depressed and vulnerable that way i give me some of that super natural fucking jack and david still just kind of like kicking it being like what up 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 and they just like <laughs> fucking like doing that, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> kind of like the like they're two of the seven dwarves. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me. Or Oompa Loompas. Joey and Eddie are just gonna keep learning a little bit about each other, and fucking something's gonna happen. They're going back to Cape Side in the Merry Mayhem. I don't know who's going back to Cape Side, but we're gonna see Cape Side. Okay, all right. Also, I think we're going to get a Gail or Betsy sighting. Don't know which, but it's going to be one. Okay. Now let me ask you a question, because like I pointed out already, I'm at the point where I could make predictions now, too, because I don't know what the fuck is going on. So let me see if I can nudge you in a direction on what I think of. When I hear episode 11, day out of days, and I try to apply that in so my mind. So is it day out of D-A-Z-E? No, just D-A-Y-S. I would have I would have pointed out if it was the other way. So what I'm thinking in my mind is maybe it's one of those ones like they did the day that Dawson found out about Joey and Pacey, where they show them like different people's perspectives one day from different angles. Are they going to go for one of those again? I hope not. So do I. I just I, when I read that title, what I, immediately what I thought was, oh, they're going to try and do something wacky here. I feel like it's going to be like another like just you know what. I think it's going to be a episode that's heavy on the movie. Uh, We're going to be wrapping up. It's going to be a long day. It's also going to be one of those days where Natasha and Dawson break. Okay. All right. Yeah. The the movie's going to end, so they're going to separate and go their own ways. There's no reason for them not to, right? Makes sense. And now a little bit further, just one last swipe here at all the right moves. What does that say to you? Who's got the right moves and how are they utilizing them? What kind of moves? Oh, well, Pacey's definitely got all the right moves with Emma. 
for some oh. fucking reason. Ooh. I don't like it, but it's going to happen. Also, I think that uh, Joey and Eddie are going to have all the right moves when Eddie meets Betsy at some Ooh. point this three-pack. I think I'm leaning towards Betsy. Does, does Pacey have the right moves at work before we move away from him, or does that what happens there? Does Rinaldi chop his ass? You know, I feel like, I feel like this dude's going to end up getting fired. Rinaldi is? No, Pacey. Pacey is, okay. That makes a little more sense, I guess. What about Audrey? What's going on with your girl Audrey? I feel like Audrey's going to be fucking like having a storyline with Jen and Supernatural where it's like Supernatural's going to keep pursuing and she's going to be like, dude, I don't want to join the stand. I don't want to fucking jump on your dick. I don't want to do any of that shit. And he's like, come on, man, just come to the stand. We sit so we can stand and then we can hug. You know you like to hug me. Especially when you're depressed and vulnerable. So why don't you come to the club and I'll yeah. show you what's up. That's all I got. You got anything else? You got any more predictions before we wrap this son of a bitch up? No, nah, I said wrap it. Wrap it. It's getting long. Let's do it, man. You can catch all of our new episodes on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and of course, and most importantly, 50randyquades.com. Please and thank you. So we got the next three pack coming at you next week that will put us at the halfway mark of this season. Yeah, and be on the lookout for episode 124 of 50 Randy Quades, Ghostbusters! I think you'll enjoy it, dear listener, and I hope you'll enjoy it. And until next time, we, we be, be creaking! creaking.